everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliet Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon. So we are live on YouTube and on LinkedIn. So if you have any questions or comments while we're chatting, please feel free to weigh in and we'll do the best, do our best to respond to you while we are actually live. And the topic of the day is sort of the future of iOS, iOS 15, and kind of what it means for the iPhone and your everyday iPhone user. I think we're going to start off, Ken, I'll throw it to you, but something big that happened is going to happen with um, the iOS 15 upgrade is users are going to have the option of upgrading to iOS 15 as perhaps normal, or they can say, you know what, I'm good with iOS 14. I've been liking using it. And you can stay on iOS 14, continue to get any important security updates, but otherwise stick with that. So it's kind of two different tracks. So Ken, can you tell us a little bit about what is going on there? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's interesting about this, uh, and, and thanks for having me, um, Johnny Evans wrote about this for Computer World today. It was something, it was one of the little known things that uh, I don't know that a lot of, of iOS users have picked up on. And that is, unlike in the past, when the new version of iOS rolled out, Apple basically you know, tried to move everybody to it as quickly as possible. Uh, it's interesting and a little bit of background that iOS 15 works on the same devices as iOS 14. So it's not, it's, it's not like we're Apple's leaving behind a, a lot of older hardware this year. Um, but with this new change, you know, instead of being upgraded automatically or being asked to upgrade automatically, users can say, no, I want to wait. Uh, it's important in some ways, especially for enterprises, because uh, enterprises are loath to jump to a new operating system without basically testing things out to make sure that, you know, the, the, the systems and, and the back ends that they have and the apps that they use all work. So in that sense, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, when, when Microsoft gives Windows users a chance to hold off on an upgrade so you can test and make sure everything works so you don't upgrade and break things. You know, that's an important mm -hmm. business consideration. Going forward, and this is where I think things get kind of interesting, is that, you know, you, you and you made the point, Julie, you can see this sort of forking here where right. you might have a version of iOS, say it's iOS 15 next year, that works on all the devices, you know, that go back several years. And maybe iOS 16 will only work on the last three or four years worth of devices, <clears throat> or maybe only uh, you know the most recent one. And this is it's a way for Apple to perhaps separate the features and um, updates that new devices get versus the security updates that older devices would continue to get. It's just we don't know exactly what Apple's going to do with this, but this is sort of what Johnny was talking about in the computer world that you might see this bifurcation, and it, it is sort of unusual. Michael, I'm curious. Is that I mean, does that jive with what you sort of see here, or do you think anything else you want to add? I'm sorry, you you lost me an enterprise, Ken. What, what oh, were you saying? Come on, that's why we're here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Should I recap for you? No, no, I'm, I'm only joking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a curious change. I don't know how many people it's going to affect. Um, yeah, I know, wonder how one, many people are going to say, oh, never mind, I'm, I'm not going to upgrade to iOS. Well, well, for one, you need to know it's there. So like <laughs> the way it works is in the software update um, little pane, you'll be on iOS 14, for example, and it'll say iOS 15 is available. Like you'll have two options. Um I would assume most people would, would just jump to the latest one. I think that the, the people who wait 
and make a lot of noise on Twitter and social media. They're a pretty small yet vocal minority. Most people update. Um, it's pretty rare that there's major issues. There, there are some. You know, it, it happens here and there. And my, my guess is that's part of the reason why Apple is doing this. Is if something does happen, maybe um, it would be easier to roll back to a prior version. Maybe, perhaps that's part of this, where they might make, um, say, iOS 15.1 available, and then maybe push iOS 15.0.3 or something like 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 it, it gives them a, a bit more flexibility with the with the update uh, system. Um, as far as you know, the implications that it has, yeah. Uh, iOS 16, there's a really good chance that it loses. I mean, first, it, Apple is supporting the iPhone 6S on right. iOS 15. That's incredible. That's six years. And so by the time iOS 16 comes out, it'll be seven years. That is I'm pretty much safe to say that that will not be able to upgrade to iOS 16. Now, sure. here's, the, here's the thing with that. Apple, they occasionally push out old security updates. In fact, I just had one this past week. iOS 12 got an update right. to a, a couple of critical vulnerabilities. It actually got the update before iOS 14, which is interesting. But it's 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 rare that that happens, and there are you know things break. Security updates are necessary even on the iPhone, and I think Apple is making steps. And part of this could be because of the court cases, and part of it could be because of um, the the scrutiny that's on them for for various things. They're making it you know, a little bit more flexible to do this stuff, but separating software updates from version updates, I think is an extremely important step here. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the benefit to consumers. So if it's true that Apple is not going to support six years worth of phones, I don't think that's what the, I don't think that's what they're doing here. Um, I think that you'll still, so let's say you buy the iPhone 13. I think the iPhone, uh, uh, iOS, what it'll be iOS 20 will be available for your phone. I, like, I don't think Apple is going to fundamentally change how it supports phones, but it does give them flexibility without hurting those older devices in the sense that they would be vulnerable to some major security thing. And right. then Apple has to scramble and push out an older, an older update. Well, it's right. interesting because one of the points that Johnny made was that this also allows Apple to move ahead. You know, there, there, there's sometimes this disparity between how advanced the hardware is and how maybe not quite as advanced as software is. Mm -hmm. which, you know, we've talked about this around the iPad a lot. Um, the, the thing about doing this bifurcation thing is that it allows Apple to move ahead with you know, the latest hardware, gets the latest features and all kinds of things you know, that Apple can do maybe around AR, VR, whatever, that the older phones would not be able to do. So rather, you know, it, it allows Apple to press on with um, what it's doing in terms of software with the latest hardware that comes out next year, the year after, while still maintaining, as Michael says, some level of support for devices that are three, four, five, six years old, you know? We'll see, but it's- Yeah, it, it and is it, it, it also, so, I mean, Apple does that now to a degree. Um, if you look at the list of compatibility, it's like, as we said, it goes back to the iPhone 6S. The iPhone 6S is not getting a bunch of features. You know right. some of the some of the higher end features that re that require first of all the the neural processor all that series stuff offline theory that's that requires the age A twelve bionic and later, and there are other features that are just for um, maybe the iPhone ten s maybe the iPhone twelve you know obviously the five G stuff is the iPhone twelve so it's not all for everybody, right. but what this you know so with that 
there are optimizations that Apple could make to older software and they do. Let's not forget we had this whole battery thing where Apple was degrading, we'll say, the, the battery, battery on all the devices. Right, 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 right. It, 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 it was slowing down the processor to, to make sure that the battery worked worked to the so they can kind of target these things maybe a little bit better with uh, a, a split of this software update. Or, you know, it could just be that it's just this is for that small but vocal minority and it's they really not maybe we're looking too much into this to be upgraded yeah. yeah i mean it could be it could be listen i like options um that's one thing that apple has done under the tim cook era is they've been way more open to this type of stuff than they would have been under steve jobs and yeah. perhaps that's just a natural extension of, of how big apple is and how many products it has but I think it's also a, it's a it's a it's a fundamental thinking of its consumers and, and its customers mm-hmm. and how they use their phones and that you know listen options aren't necessarily a bad thing you know default changing defaults changing options changing things that you have the the, the home screen stuff we got iOS with iOS fourteen that's a major shift in Apple's thinking giving people the the option to change the way they way Apple wants you to do something. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. And in this case, I think it's I think it's great. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think there, you know, I'm going to push back just a little bit. I think there may be a fair number of people out there who really don't jump quickly. I mean, I know I know you know uh, very rabid Apple people who always wait for the point one release. Uh, you know, <laughs> they'd like to jump to the next operating system as soon as it's out. They want to make sure there aren't any bugs. Sure, and I sure. think that there's you know a number of people who may not like the the changes that Apple's done in terms of like navigating or they may not like widgets and or they may want more time you know so it, I, there's definitely a vocal group on Twitter um, I think there may be a larger group um, that's happy to have the choice we'll wait a little while and eventually upgrade uh, I'm going to be very curious to see if it changes the path the upgrade path that we see every year because Apple's very good at as soon as the new version of, the, of iOS rolls out, within a couple of months, you're looking at like half the installed base or 60% of the installed mm-hmm. base is already on that. That's mm-hmm. not something you see on the Android side of things. So I'm wondering, you know, I'll be curious to see once we get to October, November, December, whether this choice, whether people actually are using that choice to hold off, uh, you know, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like to your, to your enterprise point, can, I think it could be good for, you know, if you are giving all of your employees iPhones to work, it kind of makes sense to say, okay, stick, don't upgrade yet. Stick with iOS 14 for a little bit. And then if there's some pertinent app, um, iOS app that you're using that is for some reason not helpful or not working as well in iOS 15, at least then, you know, and then you don't have a ton of people with iPhones that they can't really use for work. So, right. Exactly. Yeah, that that's a that's a big thing uh, with with work devices because totally. I mean, sometimes sometimes you can't upgrade mm-hmm. unless IT lets you. Right, and if they're not ready to, you're you're on an older version, and you know you're somewhat vulnerable. And I'm sure exactly that companies don't don't want to do that. It's also an important distinction. This is an iOS thing. Uh, it, that Mac is not changing, so that's that's right. the same mm-hmm. as it was. So you so security updates do arrive separately sometimes, but it will be, you know, Apple will have to push them to you know, Catalina or whatever they need to, if it's not Monterey. This is, I'm going to um, sort of combine one of the, uh, of your question with a question of um, my own. The viewer question specifically is kind of talking about 
haptics and upgrading from an an iPhone 11 to an iPhone 12 and maybe like are the haptics that much better on the 12 but I have another iPhone question you guys can mull that over if you want but my question is when the eventual iPhone 13 ships out is that do you guys think I I wonder if users are going to have a choice for an iPhone 13 you know or are they going to say no every single Uh, one is shipping with iOS 15 I would say definitely not because that would require downgrading those things sure. ship. They ship with iOS 15. They ship right. with the latest. I don't think yeah. you're going to be able to go backwards. Yeah. I no, mean, they, you, you, gonna, you, would, you, would, you would break I, you would break stuff. Apple's never done that. You get the new device. You get the Yeah. Latest. I mean, nobody does that because sure. the, the hardware is tied into the OS and the features. And, and especially be, at Apple. It's yeah. Completely no, def- definitely yeah. not. But you, you'll be able to stay on iOS 15 in a year. And, and not go to iOS 16. Or maybe even a couple of years. Or maybe a couple of years. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. sort of setting this precedent now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a good, it's a good feature. Um, I do think that, I don't think it'll, it'll affect adoption rate much at all. But I do think it gives Apple, you know, just one more thing. And I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat cynical, but I do think this is somewhat related to all of their regulatory court cases where, you know, it's one less thing that they're forcing people to do, users to do. And this is also how Android does it. You know, Google, they're separate. They come, uh, security updates come monthly, version upgrades come, you know, whenever. Uh, So, and I think that's that's a good cadence. I wouldn't be surprised if Apple falls into a monthly security update thing rather than just, you know, whenever the dot is ready. So we'll see. But uh, wanna... well, there was another question that we didn't answer. It was yeah. haptics. I guess haptics as, as in the vibration stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, twelve versus eleven. Yeah, no difference. Apple, Apple, yeah. Apple. It's a small thing, but Apple's haptics are fantastic. <laughs> They've been for for many generations of, of iPhone, if not all of them. Uh, it's funny because on on the Android side, like every phone is different. Some are just like like jarringly vibrating, and some you can't feel and iPhones are just, they're, they're perfect. I, I, like I, I, like I, my, my guess is there's a whole team of people that just sits in there in, in a room and, and <laughs> plays with buzzes all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they're, they're really good. Basically, so, if you like the haptics from the iPhone 11, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, not, yeah. they're not different really much at all. I mean, maybe, maybe if I compared the two, that I'd find difference, but they're certainly not noticeably different in a, in a worse way. Fair enough. So unless you guys have any further thoughts um, about this bifurcation, I think we can shift gears a little bit. And Mike, you've wrote this um, article on Macworld that I will link right now for everyone who's watching over on YouTube, but kind of about some of the some of the updates that are coming to iOS 15 that are, I guess Apple's sort of setting up a a legacy for itself that like if and when an iPhone becomes obsolete, like these features will be, you'll reflect and say, oh, you know, that's why they released this then. So I think some of them are pretty interesting if you want to um, discuss that. I thought they were fascinating, especially the yeah. part where Michael talks about the death of the iPhone. I mean, that it certainly got that my must have That must have cut you. Yes, it did. Then. So Michael, please, you know, elaborate. What are you talking about? Here, man? Well, I mean, I... Uh... Do I think the iPhone is 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 dying? No. You know, in the same way, all of us are dying. <laughs> you know, like each, each, Speak <laughs> for yourself, buddy. Each, I'm not each, going anywhere. <laughs> each day is a little bit a little bit closer, but um, I think it's it's interesting how 
Apple kind of set up iOS 15. So there are features that we'll be able to take advantage of immediately with our phone, but it's also, there are also features that we'll be able to see in a couple of years, like kind of these, the, how these other devices use them that, that, that aren't the iPhone, namely the Apple watch, um, these rumored uh, FaceTime, uh, FaceTime uh, HomePod with screen products. And also um, the, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought, but let me, let me I'll, I'll start with the Apple watch and then, I, and then I'll remember what I'm talking about. So, you know, that's the, like, I've, it, it's been pretty clear since the Apple watch launched that that's the device at some point that's going to be our main, our main travel device. I think it's not quite there yet, but it's fast enough. It's obviously portable enough. The battery is, is good enough. And I think that Apple is slowly adding these features to, to, to reduce dependency on the phone. And the one that really got me is this, this digital key stuff and this digital wallet stuff. Sure. So, you know, it's not there yet. Um, it needs to be supported by a whole lot more devices and places and things. But, but the, the, the setup, the premise is that you'll be able to walk to your house and have a smart lock. You walk on, you, you walk up, it knows it's you because you have an Apple watch at all and unlocks and, and you're there. Same thing with your car, your hotel room. Um, if you're traveling, you, you can put your, your digital uh, passport on there. Like there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. And by upgrading wallet to support the Apple watch, that's not something that's going to be immediately noticeable to most people who have, who have Apple watches in, in the fall. But a couple of years down the line, it just, it just takes one more thing away from the phone and, and, and also elevates the watch into, you know, into, into a place where it could become our, our primary device. I mean, listen, we're not going to be writing long emails on it, but Apple also upgraded it. that. Yeah, they, they made dictation better. They made it easier to edit stuff. So they're slowly adding features to the watch that take just a little bit away from the iPhone each time to prepare for the inevitable day when we're just tired of carrying around these six inch pieces of, of glass everywhere. Don't take my phone. <laughs> killing me. You know, it's interesting though. Doesn't, doesn't, isn't Apple going to add driver's licenses this year? Yep. To the, yeah. The wallet? Uh, it, there's only a few States That's that support cool. it. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, that goes right to, to your point. I mean, that, I think that underlines exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, as as long as you know, again, we're a few steps away from it being a a, a thing that that all states do and all people do. But right, yeah, right. It, 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 years. It, it allows the the watch to become the thing that the indispensable thing that you can't leave home without. Right, sort of more a, so than a, the iPhone. It's like a, almost like a digital representation yeah. of everything you need to function. You know, in a in a highly technological world, from identity to location, to, you know, communications. And you had also talked about FaceTime and a lot of the changes that have rolled out this year with FaceTime is something that might outlive technically the iPhone. Yeah, well, I mean, so the, the, the FaceTime changes on the surface seem to be a, a response to, to you know, the Zoom. pandemic and Zoom and Zoom. stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so sure that's where Apple's going with this because well, for one, they're super late if they are. <laughs> yeah. <For> two, <laughs> you know, there's been a bunch of rumors that Apple is finally going to come out with a, 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 a HomePod device or a speaker device that has a screen on it, like the Echo Show, like the, uh, the, the Nest Hub that Google has. And, you know, again, they're late to that too. But when, when it does come out, or if, if and when it does come out, you know that it'll be something that everybody wants and everyone needs to have. And it, it'll, it'll transform things in, a, in, a, in an Apple way. 
lock people in, into that ecosystem and also kind of eliminate. So right now when we're home, when I call my grandparents or uh, my son's grandparents, I use my phone. I use my iPad. You know, that's, that's what we use for these, these, these calls. If the way this FaceTime is being set up, I think with those um, sharing links um, that the, the iPad feature, that, that center stage feature where it follows you, like it's all kind of pointing towards another device that we don't have yet. And we probably should by now, but we, but, but but it's not there yet. And, you know, I think that FaceTime could be like the premier communication for for apple users and really for everybody mm-hmm. if it if this mythical device comes out and it doesn't require an iphone like you can buy an amazon echo show you don't need anything else to set it up you, you tap a f- few buttons on the screen and and you're good to go if apple were to disconnect facetime from the iphone release this you know really pretty speaker that you put in your kitchen or your living room or whatever and then use that as as, as the communication device that's an entrance into apple that's not the iphone and we don't really have we have like it's funny because it used to be the Mac that used to be, if you were Apple and the Mac were, were, I mean, it was the only product they offered, but even, even when the iPod was around, you needed a Mac, like that was the thing. Now it's the iPhone. Like you ha- like that has to be someone's first device mm-hmm. is the iPhone. And what I was trying to get at in the article that I wrote was that I, I that's what's changing. That's what's done. Sure. Like the iPhone isn't going to necessarily go anywhere. There'll be, you know, it's, it's a decade, maybe more where we're, we're going to have it. Yeah. Right. But it won't be the device you need to get. You'll be able to get an Apple Watch. You'll be able to get an Apple speaker. And uh, the other thing would be was was AR. Um, these glasses that we keep talk, hearing about as well. Um, there was a really cool feature in Maps that was super fast. Like it went by in a keynote in like in like ten seconds, maybe less. But it gives you like uh, uh, walking directions. So you scan the the street you're on, and it, it scans all the buildings, and it overlays mm-hmm. directions on the street. Mm-hmm. so the way it works now you know it works well but there's a lot of times when i'll start walking in the city and i'm going the wrong way and then it says turn <laughs> make a u-turn or turn around whatever so it's like this like puts it right in front of you and mm-hmm. you know you still have to hold your phone like this and it's mm-hmm. you know if that was on your glasses that's that's life-changing right i mean that's awesome well i mean if you think about it you know in, in the same way that uh when the iMac first came out in the 90s, the way it was positioned was it, was it was so beautiful and so useful, you wanted it in the living room. So center of your computing experience. You make mm-hmm. the point now that the iPhone is now, you've got to have the iPhone for everything else. And based on, you know, what you had written for Macworld, what you're saying, you know, the combination of the Apple Watch, the, the mythical glasses, assuming they arrive, and say AirPods, you know, you, you, you're, you're in constant communication with, the world around you, sight, sound, and, you know, and storage on your wrist of all your important documents and information. And I can easily see how, you know, that combination would, would place or supplant the iPhone. I'm not going to replace it. You're right. It's not going away. I mean, at some point, yeah. at some point, it, it'll be, you know, a device that isn't selling 30, <clears throat> sure. 30, uh, whatever, whatever that is uh, a quarter. But by putting these things in place, the software and then the hardware, I mean, it makes it so, first of all, Apple's not going to fall apart when there's no more iPhone sales at that, at that volume. And then also it, it, you know, it benefits us where we 
it just, you know, we don't have to be dependent on these, these devices. To, oh my God, where's my iPhone? It's in my pocket. The watch is on your wrist. The glasses are on your thing. The, the, the speaker is there. So yeah. it integrates all this stuff into our life just a little bit better. Uh, we have, we have a, uh, a great question from our YouTube audience, Donnie over on YouTube. He said, wouldn't the screen size of the watch preclude it from ever replacing the iPhone? Yes. For, and, for yeah, everything, I, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him on that one. I agree. But when you think about the tasks that you do on your iPhone, how often do you need that giant screen? Not all of them. Not for answering a call, not for checking a text message, not for um, looking at notifications time. You know, there are a lot of things we do with our iPhone that doesn't need the screen. Uh, just the thing I was the talking about, uh, uh, keys, uh, wallet, or any screen, really. Sure. I mean, it's there for when we need it. So, you know, when we're watching a video or we're reading something, yeah, of course, we're going to need those devices. Sending a text. Well, you could do a text from a watch pretty easily. Yeah, I hate doing it, though. You're, you're not going to be watching. People used to hate type, typing on glass, too. You're not going to be watching Netflix on your watch. Right. But, I, don't but, watch, I don't watch Netflix on my phone, as well, it is. There you go. So. But, but there is a, a sort of, I get where Mike's, Michael's coming from, and there is sort of a Dick Tracy aspect to this in terms of communication. And Apple's very good at constantly pairing away, pairing away, pairing away the needless stuff to get to the core of what it is a person's trying to do, and then figuring out the best way to do that, you know, in terms of UI and technology and software and, and making it happen in a way that seems very seamless. And so I, I you know, to Mike's point, what, what Apple seems to be doing is putting these pieces in place now and we only get sort of glimmerings of where we may be in five or 10 years. But I think it's a very valid uh, option for Apple. And, it's, you know, it's going to take time. And yeah. listen, I, oh, I, could yeah. be, I could be completely off base. We might be using our iPhones in, <clears throat> in, in 2055 the way we do now. But I, I just I don't I don't think that's Apple's plan here. Importantly, if it happens, we can circle back to this in 2055. I was just going to say, I'll see you in 2025 at uh, 2055, right? Yeah, 2055. And, and if you don't mind me at 94 years old, but okay, <laughs> give it a shot. And we can say, you know what? Michael was right all along. He's market market down, people. Yeah. <laughs> see you in yeah, 55. You... <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, do you have any last minute thoughts about either of this before? We wrap up. I personally, I I respect your opinion, Mike. I think I'm going to be using my iPhone for a lot longer. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I I do too. I'm, it's not none of this is to say. Listen, Steve Jobs said Macs were going away when 10, 12 years ago. I mean, he's right. He didn't say they were going away tomorrow. Sure. You know, Apple has been laying the groundwork to get rid of the Mac for a decade and a half, and it's still it's as it's as ever present as it's ever been. But it's still working towards that inevitable future when it's not necessary. And that's the same thing on the iPhone. Again, I threw out that 2055 year. I mean, it's, it, we're looking at decades here. Yeah. The, the iPhone is a monumental device. It's not going anywhere right now, right. but Apple is always thinking they're always working. They're always kind of laying these pads and, and AR glasses might never work. The Apple watch might never get there, but this is what they're working towards. Apple's, uh, for the last bunch of years, it's the weirdest thing because they sell zillions of these things, but they're trying to get us to use them less. And I think this is more, more along the lines of that. There's a lot of things in iOS 15 that will become more apparent over the, over the next couple of years that 
are about us using other things and, and being more seamless with their technology and not picking up our iPhone a hundred times a day to unlock yeah. it. Fair enough. Great. Well, thanks guys so much for calling in, joining, chatting about this and we'll chat next time. And thank you all. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, please do give it a thumbs up. If you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, and you can subscribe over there and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions or comments that we didn't get to while we're live, or if you're watching this after the fact, please do still leave them in the comments below and I'll do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.